Welcome to Death Holler. Do you like scary movies? Welcome to Season 3. Slash or pass. There will be laughter. <laughs> tears. <laughs> tender moments. Jeez. Jeez. My special, special boy. But most of all, screams. <laughs> Remember, when you're in Death Holler, listener discretion is always advised. We hope you have a killer time. Well, it's that time of year again. It's spooky season. And the movies are out and about and uh, actually making some pretty good money. The Nun 2 is, uh, is is doing pretty good at the box office. Wow. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised I haven't, the kids haven't asked me. So I haven't pushed it because that movie in particular kind of gets to me. And I'm not saying so, the second one will or will not, but I don't know. I I have it later in the, the, in the notes, but I'm going to just bring it up now because it's a good segue. Um Everybody's going crazy over the nun too, saying it's like, I mean, from what, you know, it's like, oh, it's so much better than the first nun, which isn't hard to, to do, honestly. Yeah. Um, but I think we both liked the first nun, like the two of us, like for the most part, right? Didn't I you did. Say? Yeah, I liked it. I was scared. And I think you said you didn't, you didn't so much like really care for how it ended, but you thought overall it was pretty good. Like the scenery was amazing. Oh yeah, that the fact that it's this secluded, you know, uh, monastery or whatever it is, and it's like you know they've got the cemetery and it's nighttime. A lot of the scenes, it I I really dug that aspect of it. But um, a lot of people said that they wanted to see the. I mean, I've heard this like on different things. They wanted to see the nun out and about and mingling with like you know uh, more people, uh, kind of like uh, she was in Conjuring Two. Yeah. And you get that from the nun too. If that's what you're looking for, you get it. Cause I mean, she's, uh, there, there's a scene in like, uh, like this downtown, like area in France and like the 1950s that, that she interacts a little bit. And then the bulk of the movie takes place in like this, uh, <clears throat> old, um, I, I think it might, it, it was, it was also like a monastery or something, but, there it's been converted to like a school for uh children uh, like girls or something like that so it's it's uh you know it, it's got more people involved with the the nuns you know nonsense that she does oh god you got girls fucking their hormones fucking periods that's the last <laughs> thing you do. probably half of them are unmedicated <laughs> or more i it they skew younger in the movie, and, there, and there's a couple of those of mean bitches in the movie, and you know it plays that up. Uh, I don't know what's in the preview, so I'm not going to say a whole lot about it. I personally thought it was okay. Um, it could have been the seats that we had because we were down at Universal when we watched this, and their Cinemark Theater has very nice reclining seats oh. that that you could really like take a real good nap in if you wanted to. Yeah, wait, and do you guys have a Cinemark up in your neck of the woods? We do, but it's oh. not that fancy. Oh, okay, I mean, okay. 
But uh, this one's like big auditorium seating, leather, you know, reclining chairs that, I mean, it's just the perfect, like the way it reclines is just perfect. I mean. Ooh, I imagine and, the Nun 2 would have been kind of cool to see in D-Box, which Cinemark, that's their, you know, bread and butter for sure. It, it might have been. I don't know. It's, there's sections of the movie where it teases a lot and then it cuts back. It, it's cutting back and forth between the school and uh, Tessa. Uh, Farminga's character like she's I mean from the first movie she's in this other uh, with this other group of nuns and there's a new nun there with her and she kind of takes her under her wing and then it goes from there but it's always cutting between the two stories uh, until the end whenever it just goes bug shit insane okay. um, there's a few good scenes in it I mean and I think one of them's in the trailer where she's like standing on the uh, sidewalk and she looks at like this new stand and like the images in the books all start forming like the image of the nun. And, you know, of course she walks out, but uh, there's one thing at the end, I, the ending, I actually liked the way that they defeat the nun. And that's all I'm going to say about it. Yeah. I think it's actually <clears throat> smart, but they link. There's a link in this movie between the conjuring and the nun. Okay. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Oh, that's and, sick. And it's and whenever they uh, they bring it up, I mean it's it's a bit much. Um, and then there's also this one. There's a goat creature in this movie. I have to say it because is it Black Philip? It, it's it's basically Black Philip, but he's like if you imagine him more human like and okay. running around. All right. And it it doesn't fit in the movie. Like you've already got Ghost. You've already got the Nun. I don't know why they felt the need to throw that in. It was when I saw it, I'm, it. That's what ruined it for me. I was just like, "Why the fuck did they put this goat in this movie? Like, what?" Yeah, you know, I, I'm sure there there was little teenagers in the in the theater when we were there, and they all freaking out when the you know <laughs> goat was up there. So I think all the people that are like praising it, you know, they probably like the goat. But for me, it was just like you got enough with what you got going on. You just kind of the nun you know, really is kind of scary on her own. Yeah, and that's the thing. They they almost gave made her take a backseat in this movie, especially at the end. I mean, she's doing her thing, but, like, she's almost stationary while the goat's the one doing all the work. Oh, and it's just kind of like, uh. Yeah. But it doesn't spoil anything. I mean, you, I mean the the scares are still the scares how they are, but I just, that, that one aspect of the movie, I just, it knocked it down for me, and... I don't, I mean, all these people saying, oh, it's like a million times better than the first night. I don't personally think that, but they're entitled to their opinion, and, yeah. and I'm glad that it's doing well. It does have a mid-credit sequence that directly has the Warrens in it. Oh, nice. Okay. Which we always like seeing. I'm not, I'm like, let's, let's not pretend like we don't appreciate that a little bit, you know? Yeah, and I don't know. I, I did a little bit of research, but I didn't follow through with it to see if it's like, if it was tying it back to that last Conjuring movie, Conjuring 3, which we both did not like, that was a snooze fest for both of us, or if they're if, if they're basically setting up something. I think they're setting up something new. Yeah. Um, I mean, with, with I don't think they them. want it to die. And why would you? That's It's making them good money. It's and doing pretty well, you know? I feel like there's more with the Warrens and maybe even like people related to the Warrens they could bring into that universe if they want to keep it running. I'm, I'm fine with it the way it is. Um, I know some people are kind of like, let it die. But if we, I don't know, it, it 
it brought a whole new era of like supernatural horror that I appreciate back into the theater. So I, I would like to see it keep going and do better than Conjuring 3 at least. Yeah. You know what? I have to say that it drives me insane to think that Tysa, is it Tysa Farmigan? It's something like that. Yeah. yeah. Tessa, Tysa. I think it's Tysa. But it drives me wild to think that even though it's her character, and this is a film, that any person in any holy position would remain with the church after seeing what she's seen. I can't see myself like, like this, this shit is real. Like, does she want to sit there and keep fighting it? Does she think that it's done? She probably thinks that it's done, you know, but obviously it starts coming back and she's like, Oh, I'm just going to walk out of here real quick, bitch. You know, what's up. That they, they said it in the movie. It's not like that. She, they actually call on her because of her experience. Like, uh, it's one of those things where they didn't believe her and they knocked her down a few pegs oh, okay. after the first movie. And then whenever they see that it's actually something's going on, they're like, you're the expert. Get out there and do something. And it's kind of like, you fucking, like, doubted me this entire yeah. time and threw me to, like, this nunnery that's out, like, in the middle of nowhere. Like, seriously, you know, that, that's kind of the setup for For it. me, it's it's a no. Immediately no. <laughs> I'm good. Thank you so much. Um, you can figure that out on your own. If I could figure it out on my own, and I was like, oh, I don't know, 18 years old at the time, you can fucking figure it out. Good luck. Peace be with you and with your spirit. <laughs> but... I like there's a lot of people liking it. I mean, I keep hearing more and more people, you know, and I, I just feel like I've missed the boat on this one. Like, I just thought it was okay. Like, I don't yeah. know why people are like going crazy over it. Well, it doesn't mean okay. So, come in comparison, the first nun earned 365.6 million worldwide during it during its theatrical release. Um, and I don't know what budget to compare that to. Uh, the Nun 2 had a $38.5 million budget and earned $88 million worldwide, and that's in its opening weekend. Now, I don't know if the first one was $365 million in its opening weekend. It, it It's says, probably overall. Overall, yeah. So $88 million in its opening weekend is pretty fucking strong. You've earned back twice your budget. Yeah, it's it's already into money, and that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. It, it's... And it's what we've said a million times. If you want a, if you want to have a profitable movie, make a low budget or lower budget horror movie and release it in September and October. It's not that difficult to figure out. I mean, and there's a lot of studios doing that. We've got Saw X, which I just saw right before this podcast uh, releasing. There's the Exorcist Believer movie that's coming out. Uh, Haunting in Venice is not quite a horror movie, but they're kind of positioning it as that uh to kind of coast on that a little bit and i feel like there's one or two more that's like slated to come to the theater in like the next month so yeah. there's, there's some it's, shit coming up. yeah it's a good time for that stuff the kids um, are excited for five nights at freddy's that one that one's coming out of yeah about that. the 27th then, of october then, which right next then, to halloween and then thanksgiving is coming yeah. out in november <laughs> i know we i know we're gonna watch that and do a special review yeah, it's uh, it's a slasher movie about Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's, you know we've kind of been kind of... looking for one. I know we kind of had one last year. Um, I'm reading on Fandom Wire right now, and they're saying that well, Screen Rant actually said that the nun has to break through the line. They have to the breakthrough line of becoming a success or a hit is 100 million. So they are 12 million away if they haven't already surpassed that. 
I, I think currently they're at they've 80. probably surpassed it. Yeah. The only thing that's going to hurt them is Saw X because it's oh. kind of getting some of the same crowd. Yeah. Um, Saw X, I actually was happy with. Like, oh, I mean, good. I'm not the biggest Saw fan. I mean, I just, I'm not. Uh, that was a genre that came, you know, out whenever they had a hostel and, you know, it, it gets lumped into the torture porn. It's mm-hmm. a little bit elevated over that, but it's in the same vein. You're just basically watching people mutilate themselves for, you know, John Kramer. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> AKA Jigsaw. But I actually love this movie because he has a legit reason. I mean, well, he does in the other movies too, but like more so in this movie, like he has a reason to put these people in the situation they're in because they are, and I, this is said in the trailer, this is not a spoiler. They are taking money from cancer patients, offering them this like you know, uh, you know medical cure all, and not doing a damn thing other than taking their money from them. Wow, sympathy for the devil. Who would have saw that coming? Who would have saw that? Co- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm. But I'm. But uh, yeah, he. I mean, he he proves it. I mean, and how early do you find this out in the film? Though, are we spoiling anything? It's it's early because okay. the rest of the movie is him exacting <clears throat> his you know it's not revenge it's because he he's got this interesting and and I I know they've played it up in the other movies but like they really focus on it because he's in it so much more in this movie uh, directly uh, they play up so much more of his uh, moralistic views like he's offering these people a chance at redemption uh, even though like uh, and he's got that uh. Shawnee Smith, who's who's uh, Amanda's character, uh, the character Amanda that he let live, or, or they actually, you know, uh, did the uh, in the first movie, I believe she went through the trials and she survived. She survived, and so now yeah. She's on the other side of it and she's helping him. Uh, she has like a, a, a crisis of conscience and like, you know, basically is saying, you know, are we, uh, you know, doing the right thing and all that, and they, and he basically you know, goes along with it and says, uh, you know, or actually she, there's one character in the movie that's just God awful. Like the, the worst person that you, you could, that, that I've ever seen in a movie, honestly. And, uh, she asked him legit. It's like, does this person deserve a chance at redemption? And he's like, everybody does. So wow. even though he's putting them through torture, he's giving them a chance. <laughs> you know what I have? I have this, this unofficial, like survey that I've done and I have found that women can watch torture porn easier than guys can and I find that to be so fucking insane like I find more guys are irked and do not prefer torture porn and girls are like yes yeah it's fine uh, do you have you think it has anything to do with the fact that women have to endure basically torture porn uh, when it comes to like pregnancy and that sort of thing so they're like less squeamish about it I guess so. I mean. Because you know the man flu. I mean, it's a real thing. Uh, yeah, the like, man flu is a thing. Know. Yeah, I mean, I guess it could be. Um, and I always kind of wondered about that because women get squeamish very easily over simple things. You would think that torture porn would be like, no. But then again, I feel like women are also becoming more desensitized now because we're all out there fucking drinking iced coffees and listening to fucking, you know, <laughs> podcasts about serial killers and how they did it details and stuff so we're like ooh, oh okay oh and guys are that like, is and that is when the killer yeah uh, took the ice pick <laughs> and shoved it all the way up into his brain <laughs> it was hot not cold 
Fucking, you got people uh, like Mike, like, you know, from Rain Man, like, <laughs> yeah, there's, there, I mean, it, it, it's got the gore too. So it, it delivers. I mean, I, I enjoyed the story in it because, I mean, it really is interesting to see, you know, I mean, this man who, you know, is a killer, but like, you're actually rooting for him, you know, through most of this movie. Like, I mean, because these people are scumbags. I mean, they could have picked a word. I mean, like everybody fucking, I mean, you know, fuck cancer. Like everybody's yeah. have got some family member they, that they've watched just waste away and all of the treatments for it are just awful. I mean, you know, radiation, chemotherapy, and to have people, you know, and you know, this is a real thing. People out there peddling these miracle cures and like fleecing these poor people out of the last bit of their money and, the inheritance of their loved ones, you know, and then just leaving them to die. Uh, it, 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 it gets you on his side pretty easy. That's all I can say. So I did, I did enjoy it. Actually. It, it makes me want to go back and actually watch some of the other saw movies for what that's worth. To saw is going to go under human horror. I imagine. Uh, it can, although they link him a lot with other slashers, even though he's not a slasher and he even says it multiple times in the movie, I don't kill people. They kill themselves. But like, kind you know. of true. Uh, kind of true. I get it. Uh, it, I, I, I think it falls under human horror and I bring it up because human horror is going to be a real hard season with this many sequels. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, don't I, know. It, it's whatever you want to do. I mean, we talked about doing a special episode of this, but we've got so many other slashers this season to cover too. So before yeah. it's over with, it's whatever you want to do. It's, I mean, it, it, it technically one, two, and three make their own story, uh, or actually one, two, and X make their own story because X takes place between one and two. Oh, shit. I don't know what we're going to do, honestly. We'll worry about that. We'll jump off that bridge when we get there. <laughs> uh, you watched a couple of movies. Why don't you cover those real quick before I hit some of these other ones and finish them out? Yeah, I did. Big shocker. I watched Warm Bodies again. You know, I love that movie. I have this weird thing in the middle of the day at work. There's a certain task that I'm doing that just for whatever reason, when I am doing this specific task, I'm thinking, man, I really want to watch Warm Bodies right now. And I don't know why. It has nothing at all. Not There's not, not one thing I could link to this job what i'm doing to the movie warm bodies other than maybe i'm becoming human again when i'm doing this job maybe i've reactivated a different part of my brain and i'm like oh i can feel again you know i don't know it's not a fun part of my job so maybe that uh feeling of that painful feeling is like oh shit i can feel again you know it's the only thing i could think of so um it could just be comfort food though i mean some movies we we enjoy so much that just seeing them just you know even if it's a million times i mean you know it's just well, the honey and I, we went uh, we went off the grid for a short amount of time, and we were at a tiny home. We stayed in a tiny home for a friend's wedding, and there ain't nothing to do out there. You got their Wi-Fi, and hope that it works. You're going to stream some films. That's all you're going to do. There's nothing to do, or you can go play disc golf, which is, you know, great. I don't do that. Uh, so Warm Bodies was on, watched that. Again, love that film. I'll never not love that film, and I'll watch that film anytime it's on. Um, that's a rewatch forever. Like there's no, I, I can't wait till we get to review that next season, which is just oh, literally just in a few it, months. It's funny you say that because we were, while we're at universal, one of my comfort movies, it, that's also in the zombie genre. Uh, and no, not Shaun of the dead, although that is too, <laughs> but like 
uh, Zombieland popped up. And yes. I could not not. Well, actually, we it came on the night before we were supposed to leave. We were. I told my wife well, we was going to leave at like four a.m. so <laughs> we could be back here. And that movie was playing at like at midnight, and, I, and it took everything in me not to keep watching. It's just that. Oh my I, god! I love that movie, which is so funny because we can watch it anytime, but we're just like, nope, it's on. <laughs> I'm playing it. I think um, Warm Bodies was on TV, so I had caught it on TV. Really, like, it was maybe a third of the way through, so I didn't, whatever, you know. Um, yeah, I stopped everything I was doing. It was like, nope, I'm like, I'm not even unpacking anymore. We're watching this. Again, super excited to review that movie uh, and the book, obviously. So, at least on my end, because I did read the book. But also, while I was in this tiny home, I watched The Pope's Exorcist. Everyone who's everyone has been ranting about this movie. Uh, uh. So Donnie G included. Donnie G, yes. And I don't, okay, so you might have to refresh me. You weren't crazy impressed by, in terms of the story of the exorcism part or the exorcist part, because it really wasn't that scary. Is that correct? No exorcism movie scares me. Okay, like, no there's exorcism. There's nothing about them, yeah. Was this one extra not okay in your eyes or was it just the I've same never, as any I've other? I've not seen it. I've not oh. seen it. I just, it's, it's been hyped up so much and I know it can do nothing but fail because if I go into it with the expectation that it's like the end all be all, Mm-mm. it's not going to deliver. It's not going to. I will tell you that in terms of being a scary movie, um, and you know me in exorcist movies, they scare the fucking bejesus out of me. I don't like them. Um, yep. But I had heard somebody, I did not know Russell Crowe was in it. Uh, wait. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I didn't know. And I just think that the scenery is beautiful. I believe it's in Spain. Um, the house that this woman inherits is gorgeous. It's falling apart, but it's fucking gorgeous. It's just old town, old Spain gorgeous, you know. And I don't want to go too into detail of it, but I think the storyline I was really, really into the storyline. It was fluid. It made sense. Um, Everything that's in this story, you'll see flashbacks and stuff. Everything just ties in together so well. It's very cohesive in that terms of everything works together to make this storyline so good. I think Russell Crowe, I have seen him in some amazing films. I really think... He made this so believable, but not he. He had like kind of a I wouldn't say nobody, but not anybody that I know with him that was kind of his supporting, you know, his support, if you will. And yeah. even that person sold it, and I was like, okay, the acting's amazing, the scenery is gorgeous and creepy. The way the possessions happen are to me a little more realistic in terms of possessions, kind of. Except for a few things here and there. you'll If you watch it, you'll see. And I do recommend you watch it. But all of that aside, again, none of it was scary. I could watch this in the dark by myself. That's how not scary it is. Um, I highly recommend it. The storyline is just so amazing. And when you find out who the demon is, oh, my God. You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> I, I'll watch it for the story because I'll be honest with you. that Everything you said is exactly why I like Saw X. It's like the story that they mm-hmm. built into this one. And I mean, you know, like my wife was saying, you know, while I was watching, it's like, 
none of these movies are scary. No, they're not. They're just for, I mean, most of the Saw movies are gross out movies, yeah. but like they, they gave a good story to go along with it. Like, I mean, they made you care. I feel like you were, Saw you know, has always been really good at that. After they fucking put you through the ringer, then it's like, here, there's a nice ice cold glass of water. And you're like, <laughs> thanks, you know, <laughs> I really needed that. Um, and I love that about the Saw movie. Uh, I, I don't, know that you feel refreshed after this. You'll just be like, the storyline just feels so smart that I was just like, okay, I like this movie. Again, not a scary movie. I'd probably have my kids, then my kids would probably be bored by it, to be honest with you. Um, but I will say one thing. The demon in this film is out for some revenge, and we are talking longer than Chucky's 25-year revenge. <laughs> so if you watch it and again i recommend give it a chance i i'll apologize if you don't like it because i'll understand if you don't but the story to me was amazing and you can tell me if i was wrong if you get if you get I, a chance i can enjoy it for the story because that's something we're going to get <clears> into <throat> that's going to be a problem uh with the uh, a major jason movie that's <laughs> all i'm going to say okay. as a teaser um uh, you know, I, there's a certain level you got to forgive, you know, some of these slashers, they're not right, written to, you know, like to be masterpieces, but like that one in particular, and I'm not going to say what it is, but we'll save it <laughs> yeah, for the podcast. Yeah, don't. Let me figure it out. <laughs> it, it, it's just like, you didn't do anything. It's like, it's literally just an excuse to see, you know, Jason go around. And, and I know that's what they're mostly for, but I got to have a, something a little bit more than yeah. just seeing him kill people. Like, cause I could watch like, uh, basically this movie, if it was taken and somebody just clipped out all the kills that Jason had in it, put it on YouTube as like a best of real you, I could have saved my time and just saw the best parts of the movie. That's all I'm going to say about that. So. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to review that. And that's coming up real soon. Real soon. Real soon. Um, so for the, uh, cause he's not been on any of these, uh, uh recent podcasts and he's not gonna be on this one either. The Nick cage of it all. Uh, and this was something we were going to put on the last episode, but then some stuff happened and it didn't get recorded. Raina, uh, God did, damn it. Uh, <laughs> I did end up watching Joe, which is more of a drama type movie with Nicholas cage. Uh -huh. He's really good in that movie. Uh, I highly recommend it. It's, it's just kind of like this slice of life for this uh you know ex-con who's who's a good guy at heart he's trying to you know he's a businessman he's trying to help out you know some of the poorer folk in his local community and he gets involved with this boy and his crackhead dad and it's just it's it's good movie uh wind chill is one that i saw uh because uh uh i hadn't heard of it and i saw that there's like a blu-ray of it coming up uh, from Vi Vision, and I really enjoyed that. It's a supernatural uh, type movie uh, set during the winter, and there was also a little bit of creepiness involved uh, with the uh, guy that the main character, the female protagonist, decides to to take like a drive share type uh, ride home for the holidays with. Yeah, and uh, this is before they had <laughs> Uber, obviously, and because it's early two thousands. And then finally, I watched Bug, which is a William Friedkin movie, R.I.P. He just recently passed away, speaking of The Exorcist. Aww. Uh, he, uh, he directed this movie called Bug. It's got, uh, and, and we, we said it the last time, and I'm still blanking, Ashley Judd. I, I figured it out this time. Oh. Uh, yeah, she's playing this, like, kind of a redneck waitress and, like, a, 
and this little town on the southern border and uh she meets this guy uh being played by michael shannon who uh, played zod in the new uh superman uh movies with henry cavill uh and he's he seems nice at first but he's got a little something wrong with him she's got a little something wrong with her they start having these bugs pop up in their apartment and it just goes to hell from there so uh it's it's I will say, uh, going into it, this is a minor spoiler. It's not what you think it is. It's more psychological yeah. thriller than anything. But I saw. It is, I didn't see this, but I I saw like a preview or something. And I was like, I need to watch that movie. It's it's a human horror for Woo! sure. I mean, because it's because uh, it's the psychological aspect. Yeah. And um, with that, we probably need to get in the discussion about Chucky. So let those poor folks in. Ugh, I guess I'll let them in. Welcome back to Death Holler. I am your host, Reverend Dr. Death, and joining me as always is my co-host with the Cursed Doll Collection, La Urena. How's Robert the Doll and Annabelle doing? No, fuck off. I would never. I <laughs> would fucking never. <laughs> hey, Zach Baggins would. He paid to have Robert the Doll in his little Las Vegas Institute that he's got there for cursed items. Okay, so. yeah, but have it in your possession. That's fine. Like, do you think, okay, so maybe Zach Baggins, which I heard he's kind of, uh, I've heard he's a fraud, but then people just love him, so whatever. But, like, do you think that psychologically it's people just fucking themselves up so bad? Like, that is a thing. It could be like a satanic panic. You put yourself through a fucking doll panic. Or, oh, I think this is going to happen. I can't take a picture of Robert because now I'm having all this bad luck. No, you're making bad choices, Gerald. Uh, there, there is something to be said about human beings and their mind, mind over matter. You start convincing yourself of certain things. Although I would not put it past. I mean, I am a believer in the supernatural. I wouldn't put it. I mean, dolls are the perfect medium for like an evil spirit to inhabit, especially if you give them uh, too much uh, pride of place, as they as they call it. You know, you start like with Robert the doll. It's like let's make a little place for him at the table. Let's start addressing him by you know as if he's really in the room. It's like you start doing that, you might be manifesting something there. You know, Karen. Yeah. So you might want to stop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
this episode, we have had enough of the child's play. It's time to get serious and dive into the Chucky films. Uh, our favorite little foul mouth slasher is back and ready to go on a rampage of death and destruction. If you have ever wondered about the intricacies of possessed doll sexual relations, <laughs> or even if you didn't, stay tuned as we discuss the Sprite of Chucky, Seed of Chucky, Curse of Chucky, and finally Cult of Chucky. So many fucking Chuckies. Jesus Christ. Uh, yes, there's a lot of them now. We'll get to that. <laughs> Uh, first, if you're enjoying the podcast, we would appreciate it if you would take the time to like, comment, subscribe on whatever podcast platform you prefer. Helps us get more visibility on podcast listings and helps us grow. Also, consider following us on social media. You can find us on TikTok and Twitter under Death Holler Pod, and we can be found on Instagram and Facebook under Death Holler Podcast. We appreciate everyone who listens and hope you enjoy the show. Well, hold on, and I just want to welcome all the new followers that we have recently gathered. <laughs> Yes, a lot uh, of you. Uh, for anybody who confused us with a certain rock band that operates out of uh, somewhere near Tennessee, we appreciate you listening to the show. Yeah. <laughs> hey, thanks for joining uh, the cult. <laughs> we hope you like us. And we definitely, you know what we, what we need to do is we need to find some music from this death holler and see if they'll allow us to sample some of it on the show. I, that would be pretty, That'd be pretty sick. fucking cool, actually. Anyways. First up, Bride of Chucky from 1998. Tagline, this Halloween, Chucky gets lucky. <laughs> I love it. Uh, directed by Ronnie Yu, uh, written by Don mm. Mancini, music by Graham Ravel. Budget of $25 million, it made $50.7 million, so Fucking it did a. make a profit. Wow. Principal players, we've got Katherine Heigl playing Jade Kincaid, the final girl of the movie. Although she does technically have a, a, a male survivor with her, but we'll, yeah. she's still a final girl. Uh, Katherine Heigl is, of course, famous for Knocked Up, uh, Grey's Anatomy, uh, a movie that my wife was into because she liked the books called One for the Money. And, uh, of course, we've already covered Valentine, Valentine. with her in it. Yep. Uh, Nick Stable uh, plays Jesse Miller, uh, Jade's shotgun wedding husband. Uh, he was in Sunset Beach, Saints and Sinners, and some other TV. He looks like a TV yeah. guy. Yeah, there, there's a lot of these movies, these slashers. I don't I, just preparing for Chuck. Or I mean, for Jason, uh, almost everybody in these these movies coming up with him are from like uh, daytime uh, soap operas. You know, which yeah. I guess that's what you get. Uh, Brad Dorff returns, obviously, as the voice of Chucky, the possessed doll slasher. Uh, Jennifer Tilly joins us the, for ev the movies going forward. Uh, va va voom uh, as Tiffany Valentine, the possessed doll slasher, um, and Hottie. Jennifer uh, Titties, was, maybe. <laughs> Jennifer Titties, yeah. Uh, of course, she was. I, I got a list of the movie Bound where she played yes. a hot lesbian. With Everyone loves her. Everyone loves that film, according to her. <laughs> uh, Family Guy, she was the voice of Bonnie, at least on the first few seasons. So that's interesting. Uh, perpetually pregnant on that show. Uh, the Haunted Mansion from 2003, she was in that. Uh, of course, she's in all the rest of the Chucky movies, including the TV shows. What so. the fuck, dude? I need to jump on that TV shows, and we have access to that. Peacock, if you're looking to sponsor a podcast, we're looking uh, for sponsors. But, yes, on the Peacock, you can watch all of the Chuckies, and I kind of want to watch the show now. I've been inspired. I, 
I kind of want to watch it, especially after going to Universal's uh, Halloween Horror Nights and seeing yeah. like scenes from it. Uh, and speaking of that, Peacock's owned by Universal. We're all about Universal Horror Nights. You really need the sponsors. Yeah, folks. HHN, I mean, come on now. Uh, Kathy Najimi plays the hotel maid, and I only put that in there because, of course, she's one of the Sanderson sisters yes. from Hocus Pocus. Iconic that role. Does, that does tie into the um, trivia for this movie, by the way. Oh, wow. Okay. That later. Uh, Vince Carraza plays Officer Bailey, the cop looking for some action. Uh, he is—he was in an episode of Erie, Indiana, which I don't, if you ever watched that as a kid, I, I did. Yes, I remember it. But see, for me, it was just more of a weird show. It to me, it was like an off version of "Are You Afraid of the Dark?" I was getting ready to say yeah. that's what it was. Okay. Um, he was also in uh, Urban Legend. Uh, which we still need to cover. I mean, yeah. this season, good Lord. This season? Uh, Urban legend is technically a slasher. I mean. It is. Fuck a duck, dude. Well, we're extending into so November. Many, there's so many. We're extending into no, no, November, right? Like, are we, when are we, we? We are, but I don't even know. I mean, maybe, maybe we cut out the Saw special episode, put in an Urban Legend special episode. I don't know. We've got we too got, many slashers. Got, there's so many slashers, yeah. We could do probably a whole other season just of the B slashers that we never even got to, but whatever. Uh, he's a voiceover artist for video games, animated films, etc., uh, uh, including Sailor Moon and Kingdom Hearts. God, so there you go. Fucking shit. Kingdom Hearts, man. They have. It's impressive how many people have been in that. It is. And it, it keep every podcast, we find somebody else who's been a voice actor for that. Uh, Alexis Arquette uh, plays Damien Baylock. I love uh, Alexis Arquette. Rest in Tiffany's, peace. Tiffany's goth simp in this movie. Yeah. Uh, who was in The Wedding Singer, you know, yes. the one. Do you really Plain want George. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Pulp Fiction, She's All That, Children of the Corn Five, Fields of Terror, Sometimes They Come Back Again. Wow. Uh, uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer from ni- in 1992, the movie, and of course, you know, RIP in 2016. Oh, yeah. Um, that's the tragic case of, you know, somebody, the self-identity didn't work out, uh, changed their, you know, sexual, you know, orientation. And I don't know, I guess, I, I, there was some mental issues there. That's all I can yeah, say. Yeah, it's I mean. sad. Well, at the, at the end, um, they were, okay, so I know that they passed of um, AIDS. And I say they, I should say he, because at the end, he started identifying as a male again. Yeah. Right before he died, he decided he wanted to go back to being a male, and that's fine. Whatever it needs to be, whatever they want, it you know whether it be natural or not, um, as long as they're within their mental, you know, their mental being, while being is okay, and you know they're being looked after, they're looking after themselves. You know, that's the thing I think that needs to be focused on more, and that's in general in America is the mental health of it because just doing all the hormones and all the other stuff, that's whatever it is, what it is. If you're an adult, make your decisions, but it doesn't seem to solve the problem for a lot of people. And I don't think they're getting the mental help in addition to that to kind of help them cope with everything. So yeah, they're just kind of being given the medication. It's like, okay, good luck. And that's America, you know, psychology or, you know, like at least the mental treatment in a nutshell. It's like, here's the pills. See ya, you know? Yeah. Uh, Michael Lewis Johnson plays Officer Needlenose Norton, uh, the scummy second in command. <laughs> Perfect actor for this role. Yeah, he's such an asshole. Like, I mean, 
But speaking of an asshole, John yes. Ritter plays Holy Chief Warren shit. Kincaid. He did his role so well because I fucking hated him, and I love John Ritter. Yeah, I mean, we've I already covered one role. of his movies that we love, yes. you know. Stay tuned, I mean, but to see him in this, I mean, he's scumbag. Yeah. Uh, he is Jade's uncle in this movie and a piece of shit cop. Like, he uses his position uh, to make everybody basically do what he wants. Yeah. Uh, movies he's in, Bad Santa, Stay Tuned, of course, Three's Company. He was in TV show forever, and Sling Blade. He plays a uh, very uh, interesting side characters in Sling Blade. But, his acting um, chops are his acting chops are so amazing. Like, because as a comedian, I'm impressive. Like, just he is the best. But then to see him be able to go into a serious role, holy fuck! Yeah, and I mean. He's he's had yeah he's had several movies where and I, and I don't know how hard he would have had to fight to get those because everybody was like oh you're the comedian you're you know the funny guy John Renner and he's like okay just give me a chance and like he just knocks it out of the park in those dramatic roles every time yeah by the way his wife Amy Yazbek holy fuck is she hot <laughs> uh, wasn't he in that uh, uh like TV version of that uh Twitter you know phenomenon there for a while like shit my dad says or something like that wasn't that what he was filming whenever he actually had the heart attack and died um, uh, I believe it was shit um, um TV shows hold on I'm going on to it right now um fuck it's not. Oh, maybe I'm at Amy. Oh, because I'm on Amy Yazbeck right now. <laughs> Just kidding. Okay. Everybody, John Ritter, here he is. Uh, movies and TV shows. Uh, eight Simple Rules for Dating My Daughter. Oh, okay, that might be what I'm rules. thinking of. Yeah. Uh, James Galanders plays Russ, the con artist and swinger in the movie. Uh, only he's not in it for very long, uh, but um, he he definitely uh, he he. He, he pierces somebody, and then he gets pierced himself. Mm -hmm. You know, we'll get to that in the kill yep. count. Uh, was in one episode of Millennium, and it was in Saw 2. Speaking of Saw, wow. he was in that. Uh, Janet Kidder plays Diane, the con artist and swinger who's with him. Uh, Two-sentence horror stories. She was in one episode of that, one episode of Supernatural, uh, and in Ginger Snaps 2, Unleashed. Oh, boy. Uh, Gordon Michael Wolvett plays David Collins, the gay boy or best friend to Jade and uh, Jesse's uh, buddy too. I guess they all kind of hang around together. Yeah, uh, he was actually in two episodes of Supernatural and in a movie called Blood Ties. Oh, I almost thought that he was in Bloodlines. I thought that you had put like that, and I'm I must took Blood Ties for Bloodlines, which was the failed Supernatural, one of the failed Supernatural spinoffs. Yeah, of the multiple ones. <sighs> um, you can't, you can't, th there is something about Supernatural with those two brothers that if you try anything but that, you're never going to get it, it's get it off the ground. It's not going to happen, yeah. Uh, Lawrence Dane plays Le uh, Lieutenant Preston, the cop dealing with the ridiculous at the end of the movie, and uh, he was in Darkman 2, The Return of Durant. Synopsis, set one month after the events in Child's Play 3, the currently lifeless Chucky doll is taken from police evidence by a cop wanting some hot goth action. He gets what's coming to him, and Tiffany Valentine, Charles Lee Ray's former girlfriend, proceeds to use voodoo for dummies to resurrect her dead lover. Uh, their love wasn't as pure as she remembered, and Chucky quickly resorts to killing and resurrecting Tiff into a doll as well, <laughs> mostly for payback. 
With neither psycho wanting to spend eternity in a doll, they hatch a plan to get to Chucky's decaying corpse and retrieve the heart of Dambala to transfer uh, transfer their souls to living bodies. A goth simp gets smothered in a freaky three-way. A couple of swingers get shards of glass in their privates. And Chucky gets lucky. Here comes the bride. There goes everyone else. (laughs) Body count, 14. Pretty impressive. Yep. Uh, although it's not as impressive as the one of the Jason movies, and that's all I'm going to say. Okay, we're call, we're talking twenty thousand people according okay. to uh, my counts. Oh my god! Um, according to we'll my calculations, to <laughs> uh, Officer Bailey uh, throat slit with a nail file by Tiffany. Uh, Damien has his lip ring yanked out and suffocated with a pillow by Chucky. Chucky's butt. Yeah, basically. Uh, Tiffany electrocuted with a TV in a bathtub by Chucky. Officer Needlenose is incinerated in a car explosion by Chucky. Uh, Chief Warren Kincaid has a face full of nails and then stabbed in the back a bunch of times. That's a combo kill with oh, Tiffany yeah. doing the nails part and then uh, saying that the the stabbing is his old hat and then mm-hmm. Chucky having to finish the job and saying, what now? You know, yeah, basically. and what, bitch? <laughs> Russ is impelled by failing uh, uh, mirror shards or falling. Uh, Diane is killed the same way because they're, you know, fresh from fucking at that point. Yeah. Uh, David is exploded into a red mist by a semi-truck. That's an accident. Nobody, no, yeah. none of the other people killed him. Happy accident, as Chucky would probably refer to it as. Yeah, happy accident. Uh, the elderly, There's an elderly man and elderly woman who are shot off screen. Their bodies are in the RV at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, the gravedigger is shot in the head just off screen by Chucky. Uh, Chucky is shot in the chest slash heart by Jade because uh, that's the only way you can kill him, if you remember from the previous movies. Yeah. And uh, Tiffany is burnt, beaten, stabbed, and dies in childbirth. And then Lieutenant Preston has his face nommed on by Glenn <laughs> slash Glenda before they even know what they are. Nommed. Oh, my God. Quotes. And, you know, these movies are just great for quotes. They really yeah. are. Damien. Uh, Chucky, he's so 80s. Uh, Tiffany, uh, 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 back on your knees, crawl, good boy, stay on the, down on the floor where you belong. That's right. That was heavy on TikTok. I'm just <laughs> saying, like, there's a lot of thoughts that use that one. Oh, just saying. God. Uh, Tiffany, God was Chucky an incredible lover. He was the best I ever had. And then Damien, oh, come on, Tiff. He ain't big enough to handle a woman like you. Chucky, it ain't the size that counts, asshole. It's what you do with it. That's what guys with small penises say. <laughs> well, Chucky, I mean, look at him. He's not going to be packing a hog in that body that he's got. I, and all I'm saying is that if you go onto our YouTube and you listen to Chucky Goes to Hell, which Donnie G has submitted for our listeners' review, uh, there is a photo, and granted, it's not a full photo, but you get a good idea of what she's doing to Chucky. So there's photographic evidence I have unfortunately seen that he can indeed holster a hog. Okay. Well, <laughs> maybe in maybe in hell he does. I don't know. <laughs> but on and whatever reality that he's in and these movies takes place, he's not packing the heat. That's all I can say. Yeah. Jesse, how'd you end up like this? Tiffany, it's a long story. Chucky, let me put it this way. If this were a movie, it would take three or four sequels to do it just That motherfucker. I, that was my favorite fucking quote. <laughs> I was like, shut the fuck up. 
uh, Tiffany Barbie eats your heart out. That's okay. whenever she uh, yeah. first, you know, uh, dolls up. herself up. Yeah. Which, by the way, what was the like? What was the say of guys when they saw this? That's a hot doll. <laughs> uh. I I don't know what if I don't remember any of my friends comment commenting on her as a doll, but let me just tell you something. That intro scene where Jennifer Tilly, after she just freshly kills that cop, yeah, uh, living dead girl, oh uh, yeah, starts playing, and you see her in that PVC tight outfit, uh, walking away with that ass just in in your face. That destroyed guys of <laughs> my generation. That's all I can say. Which is wild because as I had brought up and we also mentioned, okay, well, she's also got a little bit Asian in her. She's fucking 41 in this film. 41 or 45. I forgot which one. And she looks like she's in her 20s. Oh, my God. Does like, she? So hot yes. in this movie. And she uh, still holds up. She's in her 60s now, which, by the way, she's like some kind of pro poker player, which Asians are good oh, at math. Yeah. Yeah, she's been a, a pro uh, poker player for a long time. And yeah. she's still gorgeous. <laughs> yes, she is. Uh, Tiffany, 10 years is a long time, Chucky. Besides, I was never actually with him. You know me. I'll kill anybody, but I only sleep with someone I love. Oh, she's a good <laughs> hoe. <laughs> Chucky, I give him six months, three if she, she gains, gains weight. weight. Isn't that the fucking uh, truth? <laughs> I love that fucking line. Everything Brad Dorf says in this movie is gold. I love that. Like I was listening. I was like, this motherfucker. And it's like, it's so true because I swear, you know, there was a wedding not very long ago that my husband and I were at. And, like, we were saying the same thing. Like, how much weight you think she's going to dump on? Like, <laughs> It is uh, true. That's why it's a funny statement. And this is, look at, these are from couples that have been together for a really long time. I guess I was lucky to stay slim for a while, but I put on weight, so it's not like, you know. <laughs> like, we all put on weight when we get older, okay? But it's just how quickly after the wedding do you put slap on the weight is what's important. Yes, yes, that's very. And if it's one of those things where you somehow starve yourself down 30, 40 pounds to yeah. get in that dress, <laughs> and then you let yourself go back to your normal weight, that's not, I mean, for them, I mean, unless you got chubby chaser, I yeah. mean, that's going to have some, there's going to be some issues there. Uh, Tiffany, you know, Chucky, uh, I still have the ring and Chucky's like, what ring? The ring, the one you left for me. I found it on the mantle the night you were killed. I've never taken it off. Oh, that, that's the one I took, got from Vivian Van Pelt. Vivian who? Vivian Van Pelt. I dumped her in the river. Remember that ring is worth five or six grand easy. Tiffany, you mean you weren't going to ask me to marry you? Chucky, what? Are you fucking nuts? And he laughs hysterically. <laughs> fucking asshole. He is. He's such an asshole. Uh, but they're very codependent because as these movies progress, we they go in and out of like wanting to be with each other like constantly. It's, it, it's back and forth. Uh, Chucky, uh, Tiffany, where the fuck are you? Uh, Jesse, you got company? Tiffany, no, just babysitting, foul-mouthed little fucker. <laughs> Sitting on that chest looking all fucking kind of gorgeous. Listen, I never wanted to be somebody in a movie as bad as that guy standing in front of her with that chest oh. and her clearly offering herself. It's yes. like, if you, if you want, and I'm like, God, yeah, okay. 
Tiffany, were you born with that nice super glue to your hand or what? Chucky, what are you talking about? For God's sake, Chucky, drag yourself in the 90s. Stabbings went out with Bundy and Dahmer. You look like Martha Stewart with that thing. Who the fuck is Martha Stewart? My idol. My and what idol. Is Martha t- and what does Martha tell you to do when friends drop by for dinner and you haven't had time to shop? You improvise. And then Chucky later looking at his knife. Huh? A true classic never goes out of style. Dude, the <laughs> fucking quotes on this film. Uh, Chucky, uh, Warren is hitting the face with a bunch of nails, making him look like Pinhead from Hellraiser. Uh, why does that <laughs> look so familiar? <laughs> I was dying. I was literally dying. Uh, Tiffany, the heart of Dambala, what's that? Chucky, an amulet. We need it to transfer our souls into human bodies. Tiffany, okay, and where the hell is it? Chucky holding up a newspaper clipping. Uh, I was wearing it around my neck the night those bastards gunned me down. It was buried with my corpse in Hackensack, New Jersey. Tiffany, all right, let's go. Chucky, oh, sure, I'll steer and you can work the pedals. We're dolls, you dope. <laughs> Uh, Tiffany, oh my God, I'm crying. I wonder if all the public uh, plumbing works. Chucky, well, I don't know about you, but I'm starting to feel a little bit Pinocchio here, and I'm anatomically correct. Fucking disgusting. Oh, <laughs> uh, that scene is so disturbing where they make love right after. Oh he my says God. That. It, you know what it reminded me of? It almost reminded me of um, Team America World Police. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm Matt Damon. <laughs> Uh, Chucky, what would Martha Stewart say? Tiffany, fuck Martha Stewart. Martha Stewart could kiss my shiny plastic butt. Here I am slaving away over a hot stove, making cookies, making Swedish meatballs, and for what? A man who doesn't appreciate me. For a man that can't even wash one fucking dish. For a man who isn't even a man at all where it counts if you get my drift. And then she looks at Jade. Take it from me, honey. Plastic is no substitute for a nice hunk of wood. <laughs> and then, uh, then Chucky, I didn't hear her complaining last night. Any guy would need a hunk of plastic probably battery operated to get a reaction of you in bed and by the way where the hell did you learn to bake <laughs> and then tiffany oh chucky look at us we belong dead i'll see you in hell darling uh and that's a good line and yeah. i like it because it 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 uh it calls back and it echoes the fact that she was watching the bride of frankenstein where oh, frankenstein yeah. says we belong dead that's and she, you know before he killed both of them that's that's her Ugh, going back to that better love story than twilight <laughs> other taglines for this movie of course the short and chucky gets lucky the honeymoon's going to be killer <sighs> this time chucky is a playmate of his own weird this time there's more to fear nope. that's just bad yeah chucky found a lover of his own no. that's bad too yeah all right movie review they did a damn good job with, uh, well, first of all, with Jennifer Tilly, but that's just yeah. natural. I mean, Jennifer they didn't Tilly. have to fix anything on her. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> that's all. Uh, yeah, no, Jennifer Tilly, uh, Jennifer Titties, holy crap. They couldn't have picked a better actress and one that was willing to keep returning and also one that was willing to make fun of herself. I very much make fun of herself and, yeah. when we get the seed. Yeah, we, we get into that later on, but, like, she just, like... She never gave up. And not only did she never give up, even though she played very smaller roles, the more and more it went on, she never looked tired of it. She never looked like she was just there. She gave it her all. Yep. She fully contributed to the part and is playing herself. Uh, she's playing Tiffany, playing Jennifer Tilly yeah. at some point, And it's craziness. It's just, it's insane. Yeah. So I love it. Um, 
Yeah, the visual, dolls look great the, in this movie. Yeah, yeah, they did a good job with it. Um, I, I like I what? like Chucky's look in this movie, and then the movie, and then Seed after with all the staples and everything. Yeah. I mean, they bring it up later again in in, in uh, Curse, but I mean. I, I just like that look. Like it, 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 he looks like Hannibal Lecter or something. The way that his face is like stapled back on. We'll probably have to rate the dolls at the end, just to kind of, you know, yeah. Uh, the uh, this movie actually is probably one of the most cinematic movies that they they made. Like, I mean, it's got good lighting. Uh, you know, they it's. I, I feel like Ronnie, you did a good job in this movie of like making it feel like a bigger picture than yeah. some of the previous films in the series, especially part three, like after part three came out, it that felt like more like a made for TV special compared to this. This felt like a big production movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, definitely. Especially for the time era that it came out. Yeah. And I think yeah. that kind of worked in its favor too. Uh, I don't really have any problems as far as like just I mean the other like the the kills in the movie either I feel like they're suitably bloody like I mean uh we're going to run into that problem this is a spoiler alert on some of the Jason films they start cutting them back so far on the MPAA near the end that you hardly see anything uh, uh yeah you see, the, you see the kills in this one for the most part so it's not bad you mean you see them happening. Well, yeah, I mean, and you see the blood that yes. comes from, the, like, the bodies and stuff. They don't cut away at last second, you know? Yeah, I feel like we get to see the aftermath in certain films, but we didn't get to actually see the action, and I'm sorry, the action is, is the best. Yeah, I mean, well, if you're going to these movies, I mean, it's just seeing your killer, like, go to do something, you know, to the person and then cutting away and then seeing, like, this, you know, clear mannequin that's left over afterward. It's fine, but it's not, it, you don't really get the payoff that you're looking for with it. Yeah. Um, I mean, you have it in here, but I really feel like it's kind of a moot point. The story is pretty much the same. Thing. Well, it's a little different this time because we got a hot doll involved, but it's yeah. The story in this one is basically yet again, Chucky's brought back to life. Chucky kills. Chucky tries to find the body to to hop into mm -hmm. and is foiled before he can do that. Yeah, and he's like, despite the fact of his girlfriend, who they're kind of in the same situation. You would think he would have a little bit of empathy for her or be like, hey, maybe I should keep her around just in case something's not working. He was so hell-bent on, I'm going to make this happen. He couldn't, he didn't look at the big picture, you know? He just had one, one, a one-track mind, and look where it got you. Well, I mean, when he was Charles Lee Ray, look where it got him. That I is mean, true, yeah. Uh, acting's good in yeah. this movie. I don't think... It, I think the, the boyfriend or the shotgun uh, husband was kind of... He, He's weak just because he's, like, just there. Yeah, uh, he's just Catherine the Catherine Heigl boy. is doing her job. Mm -hmm. uh, Jennifer Titties makes, you know, she just runs with it and oh, does yeah. great. And then Brad Dorff always brings the goods to these movies. Yeah, but he's bringing it a lot more. I don't know if he had a lot more freedom in this film. I don't know if he's a lot more comfortable. There was something different about this film. Well, clearly there was a lot more different. He They got he, to explore a little more situations. He, well, that, but he also said, it's in the trivia, and this is just the point to bring up now. He finally got somebody to, to voice act off of 
Okay. Because Jennifer Tilly came in and acted opposite oh, yeah. him. So now he had somebody, and he said it. He said that he has loved having her in the movie since then because that gave he wasn't just sitting in a booth by himself recording these lines. She's there interacting and making it fun. Okay, so. and that that makes so much sense. Um, the music's I feel like the music is always perfect. The music in this one in particular, because that the I mean I. I like the orchestral scores in movies, mm-hmm. but like when they can use pop music, yes. and, and man, they use it so well in this movie. Oh uh, my god! I mean, it, they ha- they definitely used more of the budget. Yes, they. There's a, you know obviously there's Living Dead Girl from Rob Zombie. There's a White Zombie with Thunder Kiss '69 that that uh, Chucky's like rocking out to in the the car yeah. by himself. You know. Uh, there's a few more songs on this this album, and it's just great. And then there's even like a song at the end where they sample Jennifer Tilly, uh, and they make a song out of it, like going into the credits. Oh because shit! She, that line where she says, uh, "I'll kill anybody, but I only loves one person," or whatever she says. Yeah. They they keep sampling that, and then they make it like a song out of it, basically. So, um, <clears throat> but yeah, the the music in this one is top notch. Oh yeah, like it, for sure. They they matched it up perfectly. Uh, ready to get into trivia? Let's roll into trivia. David Kirshner uh, says the look of Tiffany is actually based off of his friend that he calls Rona, and that you know, like so the Rona, like Corona. Uh, I, I guess it's coronavirus. <laughs> All I could say, if he based the look of Tiffany off of this friend, uh, if I was his wife, I would be afraid of this woman. Yeah. uh, Throwing it out there. Uh, The studio felt that the series had run its course and added comedy to give it some life. I think that was a perfect decision because this is one of the easiest movies to throw on and this series to enjoy. It really is. Uh, was inspired by Kirshner's love of Bride of Frankenstein, which he had just saw on the shelf of a video store right before he, uh, you know, help, helped produce this movie. So okay, that Bride of Frankenstein is great. So any movie that can take inspiration and and work off of it, and I gotta say, I'm gonna throw it out and give it its credit. That scene where Tiffany's watching the Bride of Frankenstein, yeah, and it's that is a good fucking scene in this movie. It's a good scene, and like you, you can tell she's like sad because it's a tragic love story and she's she's experienced a tragic love story like I've got my lover back he's not what I wanted him to be and now her heart's broken you know yeah and then while she's watching it you know it's paralleling what's happening in the movie because uh Frankenstein like you know basically (coughs) grabs both of them and um runs them into like some kind of electrical like uh yeah. transponder or something and kills them and she gets you know shocked to death or whatever so yeah uh this movie is considered gay friendly by many in the community uh and uh, that's because don mancini wanted more representation of people like himself in horror so that's the reason he added the uh, gay best friend which in is this movie. great and i think it, the gay best friend really worked out really well um he, i liked he, the he, actor yeah, he's good in this movie. He is. Yeah, I liked how he took both sides. I liked how he had to try to play being the girl's, you know, boyfriend. Uh, what the fuck was the real boyfriend wearing in the back of that car with his fucking ruffled, like, tux? Um, and by the way, like, were they going to a dance or something? Because I couldn't tell if she was in high school and he was just her older. He was obviously older because he's living by himself at a trailer park. 
you know, what, what was going on that it looked like he was giving her a croissant. So was she like in high school? She was in high school. I feel like he was in high school too, even though we're talking about, we're always talking about 20 and 30 year olds playing 17. Yeah. Uh, I feel like he lived, he wasn't necessarily living by himself in that trailer park. It's just that yeah. he had, he, his parents were probably gone all the time high on something. So yeah, uh, he was from the rough part of town, but he was taking her to the prom or going to before, okay. you know, uh, her uncle came in and fucked it all up. And so. if that's the case, and I guess this is common in other states, but like how old do you have to be to get married? And usually <sighs> even when you're underage, you still have to have parental consent. But anyways, I'm getting too much into semantics. I feel like anything over 16, um, actually it's over 14 here because Jesus, there's a few people that that were married whenever we, I was 14 that, that they had to get their parents' permission. It was the whole thing. So oh, my God. Are there. they still married? I don't know. Okay. It was really weird. They married somebody that was way older. It was really gross. Ew. Yeah, it's it's, uh, yeah. It, it's it's a thing. So Yeah, okay. Uh, the date on Tiffany's newspaper clippings at the beginning of the movie and the date of death on Charles Lee Ray's tombstone is 8th of November, 1988, the release date of the first Child's Play movie. Oh, nice. Yeah, so literally when you see him die in the first movie is when he died in the reality of that movie, that series. Nice. Uh, this was Brad Dorff's personal favorite Child's Play movie until Curse of Chucky was released. And I'll, get, I'll give you one guess why Curse of Chucky is now his new favorite. Oh, his daughter was in it. Exactly. Oh, yeah, because I just and I just realized that today. She looks just like him. She really does. I didn't it's even so think about weird. it. I, you know, it's funny what made me look into it is I was like, why was this? Um, these two sisters, they don't look a goddamn thing like each other. And then I was like, who does she look like? And then I pulled it up and I was like, oh my god! I saw the last name. I was like, that's his fucking daughter. Yep, and that's why it's his new favorite because he he actually for the first time in any of the movies uh, during Curse visited the set while it was being filmed because he wanted to see it. He was Aww. so proud of his girl. Yeah, which is so <laughs> funny because when I was thinking of Brad Dourif, I was thinking he was the midget that played Chucky, no. and he's not. He's just the voice. Yeah, and the guy who actually dies in the first scene of the first movie, you know. Um <clears throat> Uh, he says it was fun and cute, uh, this movie, and uh, he finally had somebody, like I said, in the recording booth with him, and he got, yeah. and, and they both got, they really got along well with each other, so yeah. he enjoyed it. That's awesome. Uh, according to Jennifer Tilly, the doll sex scene was all improvised, in particular the rubber line. <laughs> I loved the rubber line. <laughs> Uh, JT uh, <laughs> says that having a bride helps humanize uh, Chucky. It does, uh, but it doesn't because he's still a fucking asshole. It, he's still an asshole, but like it, 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 he's just like a psychotic killer in the first three movies. Yeah. He's almost a, a, a person yeah. you know, going forward. Well, he's been trapped in the body so long, and I know the the doll becomes more humanized the longer he's in it. But like you, I, you are right because he literally he's like rubbing his forehead. He's stressed the fuck out. She's yeah, driving him fucking nuts. There's even a line, I can't remember which one it was. I think it's Seed where he's like, ay, ay, ay. Yes. And he's like rubbing his head or whatever. So, yeah. Uh, but she mentions having a nagging girlfriend, sex issues, that all kind of like, you know, it's it's relatable. It's, it's human, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> uh, also, in the evidence room in the beginning of the movie, there is the crate from the movie Creep Show from 1982. I didn't recognize it, but my kids did. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's a crate. And I'm like, yeah, it's a fucking crate. Didn't 
realize it till now. Uh, also in that opening scene, Michael Myers and Jason's mask. They are could both, have done uh, better with the mask. I'm just throwing that out there. They could have, but they're there. Yep. Leatherface's chainsaw is there. Mm-hmm. And Freddy Krueger's glove is there. Yes. Oh, my God. My kids got so excited. Uh, so Death Holler Awards. What do we think about Jade as a final girl? Um, Weak. She's okay. Yeah, yeah. she's not the best. Uh, I think we have, up to this point, fully decided that either Heather Langenkamp, and I guess Cody, if you're listening to this, she is technically a different person in New Nightmare, and she's not just playing Nancy again, but still, uh, she turns into Nancy in that movie, so I'm counting it. Uh, but also, I'll give him his credit, uh, you know, uh, Sydney you know, from Scream is yeah. probably, you know, one of the main ones because she epitomizes what a final girl is. And Laurie Strode, yes. you know, they're, they're going to be up there. They're yeah. just the, the pinnacles of it. Um, slasher, uh, I love Chucky and Tiffany and their interactions with each other. Oh, my God. I think, so it's so funny because obviously we have uh, one scene where they kind of, you know, improvised. But, like, it's so funny because you know there's a huge age. Well, maybe there's not a huge age difference between these two, because uh, there probably isn't if she was 41 at the yeah, time. Yeah, but it's just so funny because I I don't know. You can totally tell the chemistry was there, and the nagging seemed so real. I mean, a woman can nag; it's natural. It's in our blood. But like, can <laughs> a guy respond to it the way he should? Acting, you know. Yeah. And he did. I, I'm gonna say this. We. With a lot of the slashers, they don't have personalities. We got Michael. He, I mean, we've not got him yet, but we will. He's just, he's the shape. He's the faceless evil or whatever. He just stands there uh, before he kills you. Jason, mongoloid, doesn't say anything other than grunt before he kills you. Uh, Freddy's the only talker we've really had up to this point. But I, I love, I love Chucky just like for how, like, I mean, the shit that Brad Dorf gets away with yeah. saying in these movies. I love it. <laughs> uh, best kill. Uh, this is tough in this movie. I really like Tiffany's bathtub death because, like I said, that is a cool fucking scene, interweaving it with Bride. Um, the mirror over the con artist is a cool in concept. Uh, yeah. That they revisit it later on in Cult, and we'll get to that. But the mirror over the two con artists is good. But then having David just explode out of nowhere with the semi, I mean, yeah. you know. That's pretty good, too. Um, for me, it's going to be, I, I just think that Tiffany's death is, is kind of romantic in a way. It is. It's romanticized yeah. for sure. So, I don't know. For me, it was David getting hit by the semi. I was so excited. I was super giddy when that happened. I was like, that was fucking awesome. Just yeah. missed. Exactly. He <laughs> was definitely pulverized. So, and yeah. And speaking of Chucky being more humanized, he look when he looks, his eyes just go up, and yeah. he's like, "Oh shit!" Like, "Holy <laughs> fuck!" Was not expecting that. Oh yeah, they the puppeteers did an amazing job. Uh, best scream is Tiffany, uh, in particular in the bathtub as she's being electrocuted. So yeah, I mean, I, my memory takes me back to the people getting you know uh, impaled by the shards of glass, but also the maid when she finds them. That's pretty good too. Yeah. Uh, uh, speaking of that, because I didn't put it in there, apparently. Uh, so the uh, visual effects artist and the puppeteer in this movie, uh, he, uh, I believe his name is Jeff Gardner. He did the puppeteering and the effects work on Hocus Pocus. 
So that's the reason. Oh, shit. Uh, that's the reason the maid is one of the Sanderson sisters. That's fucking awesome. Uh, line we never needed to hear. Have I got a rubber? Tiff, look at me. I'm all rubber. Dude, the we fact that that's that. improvised is fucking, it's like that much better. It is. Like he literally, they literally just came up with that on the, on the whim. How, how are you that good? I, like I said, I, I love Brad Dorf. Like I, he, I, I like him as an actor. I mean, he's really good in his dramatic roles, but his voice for Chucky and the way he delivers lines is so good. Yeah. So smooth. Best boobs. It's it's Jennifer it's Tilly. Jennifer Tilly. Jennifer Titties. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Shut up. Uh best side character, David. Uh cuz uh Tiffany is uh, if you don't consider Tiffany a main character, but she is. So I you know, it has to be David, you know, the gay best friend. He's yeah. one of the better people in the movie otherwise. Yeah, because the way he showed up <clears throat> At their hotel, when he found out, because they both had called him like, oh, my God, I think so-and-so's the killer. Oh, my God, I think so-and-so's the killer. And he's like, guys, seriously, the way that you guys thought it was each other, I knew it wasn't you. And he just came to save the day until he found that body, which, holy crap, how did they not smell that? They were starting to. It was like, but I don't know why they didn't beforehand. Yeah. Franklin Ward is going to Warren Kincaid, uh, RIP John Ritter, but yeah. like, you know, he deserves it. He is so fucking like, you just despise the man in this movie. Oh like, yeah. You know, uh, how annoying is doom prophet? Is there a doom prophet? Nobody knows what the fuck's going on. Like they really don't oh, yeah. do any of the movie there. There's definitely no doom prophet in this one. And then dumbest moment is Jesse turning down a down to fuck Tiffany. Oh, I mean, what the what the fuck is wrong with you, dude? What are you waiting for? You don't even know when you're going to see your girlfriend again for realsies. Like, you don't know if when you go to ask her to marry you that it's going to happen. To quote, again, Jennifer Love, huge tits. What are you waiting for? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anything you, I, I, I'm going to say it now. This is the best sequel in probably the series. I I debate on whether putting it above two, but this is the ease, this I love this movie so fucking much. I really do. So, of what we are reviewing, it's uh, it's Bride of Chucky, Seed of Chucky, uh, Curse of Chucky, and Cult of Chucky. So, four films, yes. right? It's, okay. it's definitely the best of the four. I will agree with you on that. This one is the best sequel. If you include the Child's Play movies, I'm, I'm damn near, I want to put it up near the top. If it's not... One, it's number two, even included with the rest of those. Okay. We're not, we're not talking about that yet. I know, but I'm just <laughs> He's like, I want to say it now. I just want to say it now because this fucking movie deserves its place. It's fucking amazing. Yeah. So, all right. Moving on to the most hated in the series, Seed of Chucky. That's sad. Because From I 2004. Th I thought this was going to be so much worse, honestly. I did too. Okay. Uh, I was actually surprised. You same. Okay. Uh, <gasps> Not the tagline. This November, get a load of Chucky. Oh, that's fucking disgusting. It's pretty foul, right? Uh, <laughs> which, by the way, we didn't we we did mention it briefly in the deaths, but at the very very end, 
of Ch- uh, not Child's Play, a, C- a Bride of Chucky. Tiffany fucking goes into labor and allegedly dies while this baby fucking flies out of her, e- cannonballs out of her vagina. Eats, eats his way out of her way, it almost looks like. Yeah. Literally ate out of his mother. Uh, <laughs> phrasing. <laughs> um, and then attacks somebody's face. Uh, a little a little baby. You can see it's a little newborn baby butt, which is hilarious. Yes. <laughs> Uh, directed by Don Mancini, written by Don Mancini. It's the first time he's directed any of these movies himself. Uh, music by Pino Donaggio, uh, made for a budget of twelve million and only made twenty four point eight because people started watching this and they were like, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it still made back its money and then some. It did, uh, but. That small intake is the reason that uh, Universal said, if you want to make any more of these, they're direct to video. And that's oh. the reason we get Curtis and Cult the way they are. Which, okay, well, whatever. But can I just say before we even start this, do you think this movie possibly would have done better if they had made a better looking <clears throat> doll? Uh, I don't know that the doll is really the problem, although it might have been better. For me, it's um, the doll. I wouldn't disagree because even my wife comments every time she sees uh, Glenn slash Glenda, she's like, that doll is fucking hideous. And I'm just like, it is. And it's not so much in a scary way, which is sad. No. Um, my biggest thing is with this is they went too far into the comedy realm and people, what people wanted and what people got in bride is a mixture of the two. And it works so fucking well. It, they he went Don Mancini went way too far into the comedy for this one. He Just tried way too hard. Too far. Uh, principal players, we got uh, Jennifer Tilly back Jennifer playing Tilly. herself and Tiffany. Yeah. Uh, actress slash murderous doll. Uh, we have Brad Dorf back playing Chucky, the possessed doll slasher. Uh, Billy Boyd is playing Glenn slash Glenda, Chucky and Tiffany's gender confused <laughs> child. Uh, Billy Boyd is of course one of the hobbits from the Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was, he's actually in the Chucky TV series. So Glenda does make an appearance okay. again. Uh, and the legend of Vox Machina, which is a great anime on uh, Amazon prime. And Ooh, I'm glad Urban you said Ghost that. Story. I was thinking it was Vox Machina or Machina. <laughs> Vox Machina. <laughs> that almost sounds like something like what you Vox Machina. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I could do that. That's not legal in like three states. Oh my god! <clears throat> Keith Lee Castle plays Sykes, the pseudo goth ventriloquist. Oh yeah, uh, Sykes, uh, fucking shit. Sykes and what was it? Uh, Shitface, wasn't that what he called yes, him? Yes, his name was Shitface. <laughs> and Tiffany calls him Sweetface. Yep. Uh, Keith is known for a lot of TV work, including EastEnders, which is kind of like a. Uh, I want to say it's a British or Australian. It's one of the two, like, uh, kind of soap opera or something. Uh, Simon James Morgan plays Richard, Claudia's dad, at the beginning of the movie. Stephanie Chambers plays Nancy, Claudia's mom, at the beginning of the movie. And the only person to ever show their body and their titties in any of these movies. Oh, yeah. Just saying. Uh, Tony Gardner plays himself as the FX guru. Of course, like I said, Hocus Pocus 1 and 2, Chucky Films, Zombieland and Zombieland Double Tap, 
The Curse of Bridge Hollow, They Them, Studio 666, Hellfest, Freaky, Jesus. The Mist, The Craft, Adam's Family Values, Freaked, Army of Darkness, Lord of Illusions, etc. This man has worked on some of my favorite fucking movies ever. He really has. Um, has he worked with, directly with, you know who I'm talking about, other FX guru? guru. Uh, Savini? Yes. I didn't look. He would have had to have crossed path with, paths with him at some point. Uh, but a lot of these movies don't look like Savini's movies, so I wouldn't. I, yeah. I don't know if he's directly worked with him. And then, of course, um, and I always blank on his name, the one that does The Walking Dead, uh, Nick, whatever his name, his last name is, who who does The Walking Dead and uh, the new, uh, uh, God, I just mentioned or whatever where the crate was from, the, uh, the TV oh, show. But, yeah, fucking. Uh, creep show. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Uh, Nadia Dina Arakett plays Brittany. Oops, she did it again. Oh, that was good. <laughs> that was hella funny. That was pretty funny. Uh, John Waters plays Pete Peters, uh, the scummy tabloid news guy. Of course, he's the famous director for Hairspray, Pink Flamingos, Crybaby, and Serial Mom. Shocker. Uh, Red Man plays himself as a horny movie producer. Uh, he was in How High, Blade Two, Exit Wounds, The Fast and the Furious, and he's a soundtrack uh, composer in wow. addition to being a musician. Damn. Wait, uh, wait. I got to ask. What movie was he producing? He was producing a Jesus film. Uh, it was about my mother. Uh, uh, Virgin Mary? Uh, Mary. Yeah, yeah, Virgin Mary. Yeah. Oh, my God. Hannah Spirit plays Joan, uh, JT's personal assistant. Uh, Steve West plays Stan, JT's limo driver and lover. Uh, he's a voice or, uh, artist in video games, Octopath Traveler, Diablo I Immortal, Tactics Ogre Reborn, and Zack Snyder's Justice League, and Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah. Weird, weird path for him. Yeah. And then Rebecca Santos plays Fulvia, who is JT slash Tiffany's nanny at the end of the movie. Oh, yeah. Synopsis. After his unexpected and horrific birth in the cemetery at the end of Bride of Chucky, Glenn is now playing a ventriloquist dummy in England. Plagued by visions of murder, he longs to find his parents. One day while watching a broadcast about the upcoming Hollywood film about Chucky and Tiffany, Glenn realizes the Made in Japan imprint on his wrist matches Chucky's. Glenn mails himself to America and uses the amulet of Dambala to resurrect his parents, only to find they are stone-cold killers. Tiffany stalks Jennifer Tilly to become a movie star. Chucky accepts his place as the killer doll, and Glenn can't decide on a gender. You thought seeing Chucky fuck was scary. Well, you should really fear the second coming. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, again, 14 people die in this movie. Beautiful. Richard is stabbed, dropped down two stories. Nice. Nancy falls out of the shower and cracks her own head open. That's not Glenn's fault. And we see her titties. And we see her titties plop out. Uh, Tony Gardner is decapitated with piano wire by nice. Chucky and Tiffany. <clears throat> nice. That was a good Brittany. kill. <laughs> it was. Uh, Britney Spears, uh, just leave Britney alone, uh, is, is run off the road by Chucky. Uh, Pete Peters has his face melted with sulfuric acid. That was also good. Glenn uh, acts, scares him, and he backs into it. Uh, Red Man is disemboweled with a knife by Tiffany. What's That's up with the... Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, that, that, the fact that it was steaming, that they really added to that scene. Why the do they keep doing were, that? What, the steaming yeah, guts what's, or whatever? Yeah, what's steaming guts? Is that a thing? Well, your guts are at least 98 degrees. If she had air conditioning in that house, they might have actually okay. done that. Okay. I was like, why the 
fuck are they steaming? Yeah, um, I thought that was kind of crazy because they've never shown that in any yeah. other movie, how realistic that could be. Yeah, that's good. Uh, Joan is set ablaze and then dropped a few stories by Glinda. <laughs> unknown body number one is stabbed off screen. Uh, unknown body number two is slashed off screen. And unknown body number three is suffocated off screen. And they all fall out of Chucky's closet. Oh, yeah. And then Stan is, he's staying too hard for J-Tills, and he just dies. That so. right on them titties. That was his last, like, that was his last, like, breath was on her titties. It's like, you know, that's a way trying to, to say, Trying to say I love you, yep. and then he just dies. And it's hilarious, too, in that scene, because she keeps asking, what was he trying to say? It's like, clearly he was trying to say yeah. he loves you. What the fuck is wrong with you? Uh, Tiffany has an axe to the head. Chucky is chopped to pieces, and Fulvia is beating to death with a Tiffany doll. Oof. Other taglines: Time to raise some hell, deliver us some evil, and get a load of Chucky. Okay, those are good. I'm not gonna <laughs> pretend that they aren't, but wow. Quotes: Tiffany, I'm not getting pregnant again. I'll tell you that much. My mother always said, "Once is a blessing, twice is a curse." Chucky, well, that would explain your sister. <laughs> There is some great lines in this yeah. movie, even if you hate it. There really is. Chucky, Christ, enough about your mother. I killed that bitch 20 years ago, and she still won't shut up. Yeah, that's a good one. Glenn, why do you kill? Chucky, um, hobby, I guess. <laughs> Chucky, after killing Britney Spears, oops, I did it again. Fucking loser. <laughs> Chucky breaks down a door shining style and pokes his head in. You know, I can't think of a thing to say. Fuck it. Uh, that made me mad. I really <laughs> wanted him to say, here's Chucky. And the funny thing is, is we've already said it in the Child's Play movies, his design is based on yeah. you know, Jack Nicholson. So Ugh. it's perfect that Would've they went nice. back to that. Uh, Tiffany, while dragging Jennifer Tilly's unconscious body, fuck, she's fat. I <laughs> fucking loved that because she is thick. Like she, she is th- she's very thick in this movie too. I mean, more thick than she was in Bride. I'm you know, still sure. gorgeous shape, but she's got it, a gut. Yeah, it's well, even it's not it's not gross fat. It, no. it's just like she looks filled out. Yeah, you know? and I mean, she makes it look so good. I mean, there is millions we would kill to look like that. So <laughs> she wears it well. She does. Uh, Glenn, but isn't violence bad? Chucky, no, son. Violins. Violins are bad. That screeching music is going to ruin the goddamn country. (laughs) Chucky, and I don't want to be your chauffeur. As a doll, I'm a fucking infamous. I'm one of the most notorious slashers in history, and I don't want to give that up. I am Chucky the killer doll, and I dig it. Well, good for fucking you, Chucky. I love that little scene, though, because, like, it is the scene where Chucky finally stops trying to inhabit the body of somebody else, at least temporarily, to just say, you know what, I'm good at what I do, and I and I and I kill a lot of people. Yeah. Tiffany, what's your name, Glenn? Shit face, the Chucky snore. <laughs> uh, Tiffany, where where are your mother and father? Chucky whispering, judging by that face, my guess is they're hiding. Tiffany, shut up, you asshole. Yeah, the banter's I, good. I, I love the banter between the two of them in this movie. I really do. Uh, Tiffany, what the hell is going on in here at Chucky? She came on to me. Tiffany, no wonder her career's in trouble. Uh, yeah, Jennifer <laughs> Tilly, she knocks it out of the park. She really does. 
uh, Glenn, I'm not sure. Sometimes I feel like a boy. Sometimes I feel like a girl. Gasp. Can I be both? Tiffany, well, some people. Chucky, uh-uh, no way. Uh, I love it. <laughs> Chucky's a real dad. He is. <clears throat> he actually cares about Glenn for, uh, for a little bit in this movie. Yeah. So. Claudia sees Glenn. You killed my mummy and daddy. And then Glenn pisses on himself in fear, Claudia. And now you're pissing your pants. You're pissing your pants. <laughs> and then it turns into psych saying you're pissing your pants. Yeah, basically. Which, by the way, Glenn uh, needs to drink some water. Yeah, he's got some very yellow piss. Yeah. Uh, Jennifer Tilly, you know, I should have played Aaron Brockovich. I could have done without the wonder. <laughs> I could have done it without the wonder bra. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Glenn, oh, you both win. I'm I'm a real lady killer if you catch my drift. I'm a bona fide bonus baby. And then he starts laughing maniacally as Glenda. Uh, and then Tiffany, be a good girl or a boy, whatever. Don't make the same mistakes your mom and dad made, especially your dad. Wow. She does. <laughs> that would be, like, that's definitely, like, the last thing a woman would say. Like, you know, and uh, sorry that, you know, there was, sorry we didn't go on all those vacations. That was, uh, definitely your dad's fault. You know, it was like, oh, make sure we blame it on the dad. Yeah, it was definitely her just like, blame it on Chucky sucks. Uh, visually, uh, outside of that doll, you know, leaving Glenn aside, Chucky and Tiffany look great in this movie. Like they re- the effects where him, when he breaks through that door, like that is the best, like the lighting makes that look like a, if it wasn't a real doll, I mean, it had to have been like, it wasn't CGI. Like oh, it yeah. looks real. Yeah. No, um, this is probably the best they've looked in any of the movies, which is sad given what movie it is, but they really do look good in this movie. I'm looking, by the way, I sent all the Chuckies in. Uh, the general of Death Holler. I'm looking, I'm looking. Yeah, I mean, I have my opinions on which is my favorite Chucky, but Tiffany always looks good in my opinion. Well, I'm not saying as far as like his look, but I'm saying how realistic, realistic. the dolls look. Oh yeah, no, realistic yes. and the mouth That's what, I, that's what I keep saying about these movies. That's yeah. what I'm meaning by them. Okay. Not necessarily the look of the doll, but like, they look the most realistic that they look in any of the movies in this film just because they spent a lot of money making them. And it makes sense that it's better as the movies go on because they are supposed to be turning more human versus back in the day in the 80s. I think it works out really well and it's very, it's just, you know, it's fluid in the terms or the fact of, you know, in the beginning of the films, he was just a doll. It's supposed to look like a plastic 80s doll. Yeah, and as Even time the, has gone on, you now it's allegedly more human. So I, I think that works so good. Uh, and you can tell they spent a lot of money on the effects with that, at least with that in mind. Um, uh, the the acting is humorous in this movie. It's hard to, I, I don't know of anybody who's really bad because they're all funny in this movie. Like that, you know, not scary, but you know, yeah. that's the problem with this movie, it's more of a comedy. And but they do their job. It's it's really funny in parts. Yeah, I I just feel bad because I feel like Glenn could have the Glenn could have been something different. Uh, I'm not saying I'm upset, and I know Glenn, the appearance of Glenn is supposed to be disturbing. I think that works. I think they could have made Glenn look honestly more normal, and then switched up the look later on to you know kind of show how he's changing, etc. And I guess he was raised by somebody British, but he has this soft-spoken British accent. 
And yeah. he, he's raised by like a British guy that is a little more rugged. So a Glenn's soft-spoken British accent doesn't necessarily work for me either, but I guess it does. I don't know. Glenn's confusing and, more than his gender. I was getting ready to say you're as confused about Glenn as Glenn is about yeah, himself. Exactly. About themselves, Reverend. About okay. <laughs> he he identifies as two he actually he doesn't say they them. He he says he she. He's he's yeah. in between. I was gonna ask you this. What about the kid who's supposed to be Glenn at the end of the movie? He is. That's even kind of an odd look because that kid look kid looks like a, a forty year old man in a kid's body. I don't know if it's just me, but that's what I got out of it. That's so funny because literally Glenn is split into two different souls. Technically, a boy and a girl. Yep, it works. The twins, which by the way, the twins, which happen to be Redman's and Jennifer Tilly's twins, fucking adorable. They picked some mm-hmm. cute ass little babies. That's Chucky's twins because remember she took the baster and shoved it up in front of but why do the babies come out half black looking they don't i don't know where you're i thought they did they're very pale they're very pale okay both of them i tricked myself into that one this is something i don't understand why are they redheaded is it because the chucky doll is redheaded because charles lee ray is brown haired like he they show him again in curse that we'll get to next and he's he's got long brown hair. So why is the red hair genetic through the doll? We're gonna get off of that topic real quick, t- real quick, and we're gonna talk about fucking Chucky jerking off and us watching it. That is true. We instead of him just making uh, sweet, passionate love to Tiffany doll in this movie, he's actually just beating his meat. And uh, there's even extended scene in or deleted scene of oh, it God. where it goes on even longer. Uh, and then you got, and you got creepy John Waters yeah. like looking at, it. he's like, you go little guy. Yeah. He thinks he it's a midget, which I mean, I guess <laughs> technically, I don't know. Anyways, back to the Turkey baster. Um, okay. Yes. I forgot about that scene. And yes, the, because it's like, okay, yeah, it's Charles Lee Ray, but it's just Charlie, Charles Lee Ray's soul. So technically they're going to get Chucky's hair. Well, they're Chucky's babies. It, it's really weird. <laughs> they're not even Tiffany's. Ba- I mean, they're Tiffany's babies, but they're not even. Oh, excuse me, not Tiffany's. They're not Jennifer Tilly's. They're Tiffany. Excuse me. They're not Tiffany's. They're Jennifer Tilly's babies, too. And Tiffany raises them as her own. But let's be honest. Uh, and they make fun of it. Jennifer Tilly looks an awful lot like Tiffany Valentine. Where do you, you get know? that from? I don't see it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! This whole movie is fucking ridiculous. The story in this one is hilarious. I mean, it actually has more of a story than just Chucky gets real. He does, but like bringing Glenn into it, it's 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 stupid, but it's funny at the same time. You get the more human version of Chucky because you get him having to deal with his fucking wife and whatever she wants to do at the moment. You know, hey, we're gonna go vegan. For three months, you know. That's um, basically what she's doing by not killing. It's like, we're not going to do this. And he's like, well, you're not going to do that. I'm going to continue. Yeah. She's like, no, you're fucking not. And then she goes behind his back and does yeah. it anyways. I'm going to go eat some red meat. You can do your fucking vegan diet. Yeah, red man. <laughs> there you go. Some, a steaming pile of guts. Uh, trying to keep it from the child. He's trying to teach his kid to be the best killer his kid can be. Uh, trying to, you know, have bonding time with him. 
and that's the that's the hilarious moment at the end of the movie because Glenn is not is the boy that Chucky wants, but he's he's just you know uh, very shy and doesn't like you know want to do any, any killing. Glenda is the daughter that Chucky does not want, but she's the killer that yeah, he wants. which is hilarious. God, now that I think about it, we had a goth makeup session today, me and my uh, my eldest, and uh, you know. Uh, she she's kind of giving off Glenn vibe. She she didn't have a smooth hand with that eyeliner and that lip liner. So you know, <laughs> uh, I can't fault. I mean, the story is goofy, but it's yeah. meant to be. So you can't really fault that. The acting is not really that bad in this movie. It's it really not. Isn't. No, I think they all acted their little asses off. Uh, Jennifer Tilly is hilarious. Red Man was surprised. You know, it's not like I haven't seen him act in a film before. But like, usually though, he plays that. That cheesy, yeah. I mean, I say cheesy, but he plays that that Cheech and Chong, like, oh, man, like, you know, like, just that wiped out stoner. Like, he actually did something in this movie, yeah. which was surprising. And I like how they're technically dating or something, because he's eating dinner at her house. Like, he's coming over still, you know? Yeah. They are in <laughs> some sort of a relationship, and I know, I mean, like, who wouldn't want to be in a relationship with Jennifer Tilly, especially during her hot era? Yeah, but then I love that scene too that he has where uh, she says she's pregnant and he's like, uh uh-uh, uh, bitch, I got a vasectomy. Yeah. I'm smart about this. I'm like, damn, Red Man's got some sense. God. <laughs> and it's, I can understand why she was confused too because she's like, well, what the fuck? You know, like. Uh, the music, it's more orchestra in this yeah. movie. I don't really, there's not a whole lot of standout songs or anything in this yeah. one versus the last one. I have to agree with you on that one. Uh, trivia. The the role of Pete Peters was written specifically for John Waters as he was a fan of the Child's Play movies. Oh, that's awesome. The TV spots for this movie uh, displays an unusual disclaimer. Britney Spears does not appear in this movie. This disclaimer was inserted in the TV spots because Britney's management was concerned that people might be led to believe that Britney actually appeared in the movie. Oh, that's Listen, funny. Considering the fact that Britney Spears is like brandishing knives now, she doesn't really have anywhere to stand on this movie. I'm just saying. Yeah, I don't think she would have. Um, the sad thing is, is that I don't know if that would have upset her back in the day or like if that were me and I'd be like, no, absolutely. Say, you know, I'll fucking star in the film. What are you paying me? So I want to be in a horror film. She would have probably got some good mileage out of that. Oh, if she yeah. Actually appeared in it. I think so. Uh, as of 2022, this is the only Child's Play uh, Chucky uh, film that, or TV show or anything that contains nudity, like I said. Okay. Only movie in the franchise that Chucky does not use his good guy doll voice. Oh, He's yeah. Chucky the whole way through. Uh, Quentin Tarantino was originally offered the role of Red Man, later played, uh, uh, that the Red Man later played, uh, and it was actually written for him in mind. So Quentin Tarantino was going to be the creepy producer. That would have that worked so good. It really would have. Yeah. Uh, all, uh, Jennifer Tilly would just had to show her feet, and that would have been it. Uh, the thing that connects Glenn to Chucky is the Made in Japan imprint on the wrist. The problem with that is the Good Guy dolls were manufactured by PlayPal Toys at Chicago Factory in Child's Play and Child's Play 2. However... There is an out for this in the fact that Tiffany reassembles Chucky using parts from other uh, dolls besides uh, just his original body. Okay. So maybe that's where it came from. Oh, my God. Uh, Death Holler Awards. What do we think about the final girl slash boy, which is Glenn? 
I'd throw it in there. There's really not any surviving oh anybody. But the fact that it's, you know, Glenn and Glenda are technically the surviving. Uh, <sighs> this is a comedy. It's not really a slasher yeah. uh, in that way. Uh, speaking of that, what do we think about Chucky, Tiffany, and Glenda as far as slashers? Well, Chucky, Chucky and Tiffany are classic. Like, the, when you were at, at Universal, did you was there Tiffany? Uh, she is not in that house. She's in the uh, the picture photo op you can do in one of the hotels. Okay, which is great. But she Tiffany herself, like the living version, the, the scene of her with the bathtub is in the house. Oh, okay. But the, the Tiffany doll is not anywhere to be which seen. Which is lame. I don't, I don't think Tiffany the doll gets the credit that she deserves. Well, I I take that back. There is a Tiffany doll laying beside of her. As she's getting electrocuted, so that's the only time in the house that okay. she's Tiffany. But still, yeah, yeah. So, and that's not even a Tiffany doll. That was te- technically like a bride. Here comes the bride doll or something. Yeah, it was the unmodified bride doll that was laying yeah. beside of her in the house. Um, and then as for Glenn, Glenn Glenda, he kind of disappeared. Like I know he still shows up here and there, but like uh, he he's just not he's not at the level that mom and mom and dad are. Yeah, mom and dad are not uh, uh, the same as Glenn slash Glenda. Uh, best kill for me was watching Pete Peters uh, have his face like just melt off with that acid. It was a pretty cool effect. Although I will say uh, the effect with the uh, uh, Tony Gardner having or whatever his name is having yeah. his like neck just sliced it too. That's pretty good too. That was my favorite. Um. That scene at the end where Glenda set fire to Joan and then like she like went screaming over the side until she hit the floor. That wasn't too bad. Yeah, you know, that wasn't either. terrible. Yeah, that was a good one. And the, the landing and the, the, the fact that they show it, it looked good. Yeah. Uh best scream, it's Jennifer Tilly or Joan, both oh, of yeah. them kind of compete on that one uh best boobs uh unof- I mean officially I have to give it to Nancy Claudia's mom because she actually shows them. Yep. But Jennifer Tilly's about letting them pop out in the movie, oh, yeah. and, J- and JT has some magnificent titties. So oh my God, does she? It's it's kind of hard with her, but yeah, uh, it, <laughs> you know, <laughs> with her in the movie letting those things hang out to give Nancy her due. But Nancy does go the full distance, so we'll give it to Nancy. She doesn't even need a wonder bra. Uh, that's true. She doesn't. And uh, Nancy, the- Nancy had she was part of the itty bitty titty community. <clears throat> So, those are yes. not my favorite. Uh, they are definitely not my favorite. Uh, I like bountiful creep- boobies. Uh, we don't have any creepy quotes or weird quotes really in this movie, other than like Glenn, some of the stuff that he says. So, yeah. Uh, best side characters, Pete Peters, I guess, because John Waters is kind of funny for a minute before he dies. <laughs> you know, uh, Franklin Ward Joan because she's always getting on JT's case about yeah. something and it, don't hassle JT. She's 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 fine. Uh, how annoying is Doom Prophet? There isn't one. No one knows what the fuck's going on until it's too late. Again, uh, again, and dumbest moment played as a dark comedy. So anything dumb doesn't count in this movie. True I story. Mean, uh, what's your thoughts on this one before we uh, end this first half of the the Chucky? episodes well i specifically thought that this one was gonna suck real bad and i was genuinely surprised at how much like enjoyment i got out of it especially laughter it's an entertaining movie it's funny 
It really is. Like, I thought I was going to the same thing. I was like, good God, I'm going to have it almost two hours or whatever it is runtime. I was sitting here having to endure this movie. And guess what? There's been plenty of movies that we've watched this season that I would don't really want to see again. The Burning being one of them. Yeah. I'm, you know, whatever. And I saw this and I'm like, I enjoy a lot in this movie just because it's funny. I do, it, I, if you don't go into it expecting a whole lot, it's actually a pretty fun watch. It can only go up, basically. Uh, it's funny because, like, I wouldn't, like, I wouldn't go out and, like, try to watch this again. Like, oh, I think I'm going to put this on. I'm bored, you know. It wouldn't be a go-to. But if it were on, I would definitely rewatch it. I wouldn't change the channel. I wouldn't be like, oh, well, you know, I want to watch this one instead. I would genuinely watch it. I don't know if my kids have seen it. Um, it's hilarious. I think they should. There you go. And I, I don't hate it. I really don't. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, it, it wouldn't be one in my constant rotation if I was watching, like, Chucky movies. But, again, like you said, if it was like the first night we were down at, uh, at, at Universal, they were sci-fi channels playing a Chucky marathon, I'd I'd let it play. I'd be like, cool, let's, there's some good back and forth in this movie. I, yeah. I like some of the scenes in it. There's a decent amount of comedy. There's definitely a good amount of slashing. <clears throat> and on the slasher pass scale, it's a definitely a slash for me. And the gore in it's actually pretty good. Yes, for sure. Especially those steaming guts. <clears throat> those steaming guts. Well, with that, folks, peace be with you. And with your spirit. Hell, she's not a hell. Rising an hour to see a holocaust house.